Jim Crane, no restrictions, with Paul Alexander, my partner uh, in crime here. And um, our, 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 are we, we going to hit that sheets on the way home or what? We, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. You know, I mean, Todd, Todd, uh, we don't look strange with masks, obviously. So that works. <laughs> You know, if we're a little uptight, we wear masks. Todd, the star of Idiot Radio and creator of Idiot Radio, right? Yeah. Todd DeBasio. He's our producer and other partner in crime. I know Todd for 29, 30 years. Wow. <laughs> All 30 years. I don't know. I'm getting old. Turned 60, 62. 62. 62. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday? Yeah. Happy yesterday. birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I missed it. I had, yeah. 62. I know. How did 60 hit you? It was hard. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of like it. Because yeah. I like getting older because you don't care as much. You oh don't worry gosh. about nothing. No. Like, I don't worry about anything. I used to worry about it. <laughs> like, I don't care. I, I shouldn't say that, but I don't. Right. Like, you know, you used to worry about failing and stuff. I really don't. I don't care about that anymore. You know, I read this uh, uh, this book on tape. I can't remember. Did you name. read it? That's weird if you read it on I, tape. Yeah, I call reading on listening <laughs> on tape. My reading, li- listening on tape. But it's like, <laughs> So I'm walking. This so I was reading tape. this book on tape. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm reading this book on tape, and it was the lady that wrote of all things, "Eat, Pray, Love," and she. Oh. W- and, but she wrote this next book. She had like a writer's block, and I can't remember the name. But the line stuck with me for a long time, about four years ago. And she said, "I got, I got bored with fear." <laughs> Isn't that a great line? That is so fantastic. That's the way I could sum up sixty-two. In in, in our basement, just to know how aligned you and I are. Um, this, uh, we got up one morning to help, uh, our oldest daughter move. Mm-hmm. And how about this? She, uh, she lived in, uh, Hannes Wagner's house in Carnegie, which wow. was so cool. You know, he that grew up in Carnegie and I'm like, yeah. do you even know it? I mean, you know, I got a little carried away. I was pretty excited about it. But, right. Baseball or sports people. So, you know, when I volunteer to help someone move, that's the effort. That's, 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 the, effort. that's yeah. the effort. You know I mean? I love that Seinfeld. We're like, we're not at that point yet. So, <laughs> our relationship's not that strong where we're going to help each other we're move not yet. Moving we're quite. not there yet. Not, maybe quite so, at the airport drop-off point. But so I get up. We, we, we want to get an early start. It's like 7.30 or 8 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning on a Saturday. And she goes, you can't leave the house like that. I'm like, what do you mean? Your hair is a mess. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. People may know you. I'm like, yeah, so. they will. But still, I'm moving. I'm not, you know, I'm not performing. I'm not uh, You're in your I'm not on clothes. TV. I'm just going to go help move. She goes, you just don't care. And I go, you can't make me care. <laughs> that, well, that's, you can't that is a great, make me care. So we have in the basement, like one of those canvas things. Right. You can't make, make me, me care. care. I love that. I'm going to get you one. I need that. Yeah. That's a T-shirt. But also, I will, I will see this. <laughs> I will say this, though. We, we, we don't care, but... To be civil and oh, have yeah. people uh, say, oh, we could let them in our home. Um, thank God we have women in our lives because they care. like I walk out with fur on me from dogs and cats. <laughs> it could be fur. Yeah. And, and my girlfriend picks stuff off and, you know, lint me. See, so you got to lint the brush. Oh, yeah. You got a fuzz on your ear. I would have a fuzz on my ear the whole night and not know it. I rarely pass. Or a mark. You know? I rarely pass the inspection without some sort of change of clothes. Yes. Or some, something has to be adjusted, fixed, or changed. It never changes. It, from your, when you're little to you, a woman is always there to help us live. And, and here's the part. <laughs> Survive. I don't, I don't really care how this comes off because I don't care. When you just make some sort of statement of this is the way this is going to go, mm-hmm. and they just doubt you with every, everything in their being. Right. 
and then you're one hundred percent correct. Yeah. And happens. even though you more often than not cater to what they tell you has a one percent chance of being right. Right. And then you still realize I can't believe that I I knew I was right. Right. But they're so good at making you know if you defy me and you would happen to be wrong, mm -hmm. this will be one of the worst days of your life. It, you know, it's funny you say this because last week you're I was, right. I was, I was get it? you're 100 percent right, even though, you know, you're right. You're just afraid. You're afraid. And, and, but you have to follow that instinct. A week ago, was it uh, Larry Richards, um, a hero's banquet? And by the way, I'm on uh, Paul's a, a guest. <clears throat> He's gonna be regular, also on Larry Richard. I hope I stay regular. You I've are. Been, I've been eating a lot of. Fiber, we missed you so as soon as you okay. left. Paul Alexander <laughs> is gonna be on Larry Richard unfiltered uh, with myself, and, and Paul's gonna be on Sheila Highland. Well, the reason I come is because of Sheila. She's the greatest. She's a doll. Isn't she wonderful? I love her. Yeah. So, and I, so, I love you so and Larry sweet, too. But talented, I, I like beautiful. her more. I just do. She's awesome. She is. She is. But uh, so I'm at the hometown heroes thing. Yeah. And you guys know I my 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 bad knee. My little bit of arthritis yeah. or whatever, Correct. I'm limping a little bit. And, of course, I'm whining. I'm such a baby. I'm whining to you guys, whining to everybody who talks to me oh. about my knee and trying to get sympathy. And so I'm sitting there watching Ryan Shazier. <laughs> told he will never walk again. Yes! In front of me, <laughs> being told, telling this story. And I'm like, oh, oh my. my God. Mm -hmm. What he had gone through, and he walked up on the stage, and, and there he is, and Look, walking amazing shape actually <laughs> looks like an adonis up there and i'm like he went through, and he said this that too said everybody gave him like a very low percentage oh my gosh yeah i mean it was like and i think what really helped him jimmy was he really his goal was to play again yes that's how cool so he that put was. he put it up here high goal and yes. everyone knew that and i knew you know at that point right Please just walk again. And we knew, please yeah. Just, please just walk But it was again. that, that mm. thing that he had, though. Yeah. And I talked to him afterwards. I told him that. I said, Ryan, we were talking. I said, man, I was sitting there whining about my knee right. for two weeks, and you just cured it <laughs> by me watching you for 10 yeah. minutes. He laughed, and he said, Jim, you said you're right. You, he said, Jim, he said, it's, it's a mindset. It is. And it's it's believing. It really is about that. Oh. And just kind of following through on what you feel you can do you know do the doing the best you can but just just actually believing it and you just if you just know there's, there's times you just know you know i, I hope i can tell this story quickly because it's, it's fast it's, it's fascinating about podcasts it's, it's fascinating it let's hear it um i don't think he was a doctor but he may have been and this guy was just t-boned on his bicycle and mm. was given absolutely zero chance to walk again or bike again or do anything his back was mm destroyed so what he did was just read everything he could about how the only way that it could ever you know happen and there really wasn't anything within a surgeon's realm or anything mm -hmm. and he with the power of his mind and not going past there was like nine steps that had to occur for any of this to happen yeah he did it with his mind huh. Huh. That's, that's i mean that's, I, I love hearing that stuff. maybe i mean I'll throw it out there for the folks that would have an interest. Right. I mean, just Google, um, you know, fixes his back with his right. mind. And there's a book. I mean, I mean, it's it's all been completely, um, you know, validated. It happened. And, and everyone told him, we can't fix you. We can't do anything. Your mind, we use, what, 7% of it? I think right. I'm, I'm thinking I'm around 3. I think I use about 3% of mine. Um, 
we only use about 7% of our mind's capability. And it's almost like getting into that focused way of living in the moment. This is a, this mm-hmm. is a ridiculous story in this in a sense, but it's not in another way. I had a lot of dogs and cats in my life, and I had this dog. I love this dog, this dog, uh, Pooch. Aww. And Pooch, he, it was a beagle. And Pooch was uh, tw- big, floppy ears. big soft the eyes. Yeah. Pooch had uh, cancer. He showed me the mass, uh. the whole thing. He said, make Pooch comfortable, you know, give Pooch what Pooch wants. And so I do. Pooch is eating Big Macs. Pooch is, but now I have other dogs, too. Mm-hmm. But I open the door. Pooch is running out with the other dogs. Pooch is chasing, trying to catch rabbits, which at that age, the rabbit had to commit suicide if he wanted to catch him. But still, right. the effort was there. And Pooch would enjoy his food. Pooch would you know, lick my face, jump, jump around, played with toys. Pooch would play, play, play. One month goes by, two months goes by, three, a year goes by. And um, brought him into the doctor vet for shots. <laughs> She's like, what is Pooch doing? I said, I don't know. He wasn't ready. I don't know. And we, she checked. It's still there. She said, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Just whatever. Just ignore Pooch it. lived to uh, 19 years old. And how long with the mass? From 12 to 19. 12 to 19. With Seven cancer. more years he with said, cancer. Yeah, Pooch said, he said, screw cancer. He, yeah, that, but that made me think. I always think and I think, Pooch is a dog, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't know anything but living in the moment. And it kind of right. the way it has to be, right? I mean, that, everything that power, is exciting and a power of positivity. It's just living, in the, yeah, living in the moment, positive and all the. There's something to that, man. Oh, a lot more than something, and I think that's where we've really taken a big step back. In that, we all look for reasons, right, not to excel. We look for reasons not to be happy. We look for reasons not to be, you know, extremely excited about what we do have. That's because we always have that one relative or friend at the end of the bar you know that guy hey it's going to be a sunday ah get out of here get out of here world nine what ah, get out of here. You'll, yeah yep it's a negative yep so you kind of as you get older full circle you just start to eliminate taking those people at all oh. serious that's the key just yeah. keep toxic people gotta go you just gotta get, get rid gotta of that go. you know or just barely tolerate that and move on and don't, don't let them in your example um with ryan that that's how i live my life I call it perspective. Um, when I start feeling bad about whatever, career-wise, relationship-wise, something I'm feeling down about, yeah. I pray, and, and, and I just say, God, you need to, you need to help me through this. Right. And God always shows me a Ryan Shazier or someone that I'm like, I'm pathetic. I know. Shame on me. Isn't it true? I have the easiest, best <laughs> life in the world, and here I am being all downtrodden and sad and, oh, woe is me, and I'm like, we're all like that. We all have we that do, feeling. But we need to fight it. We have to. You got to fight it. It's a perspective. I'm laying on my condo. God, why have you forsaken me? I'm in this <laughs> beautiful loft in the south. Right. Living the life. What, are you, what am I doing? What do you want for nothing. God, why have you done this Your to me? You beautiful dogs and cats. Yes. I mean, everything's good. Why have you done this to me? Right. It's perspective. All this great That's all it is. Friends and people around me. And so, yeah, you start realizing well you know what it's appreciation too yeah it's it all comes down to appreciation you know if you're out there and you're having a tough time depressed think about it just appreciate it a bit right. what you, think about you have, focus on what you have you know as opposed to what you don't you need to really get you get you moving get, a bit, you, get you fired you. up uh, uh switching gears a little bit uh did a charity golf did jerome bettis's charity golf tournament on monday and paul i am the worst golfer man i'm really 
I'm bad. And I tell people Do you want to work on it? I could help you. I would love you to help me. I, I could help you. I could, I'd always wanted to win one of those shotgun things. Our boy Jim Colony <laughs> had a hole-in-one at that event. What? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, really? Yes, he had a hole-in-one. Wait, this past one or yeah, one before? no, just on Monday. You're kidding me. I saw him before. Yeah. It was his good luck charm. I saw him signing in. How cool is that? I've always wanted a poem. I'm so jealous. This is great for he Jim. Pick, he picked the wrong hole. Which, no oh. prizes. No, oh. he didn't win a car. He didn't win anything. Trip to Vegas, nothing. He got nothing. But still. But he, oh, he got so much love. Hole I mean, in one at the Bettis. Jerome oh. made a big deal. Everyone made a big deal out of it. So that's. But Trip our friend Jimmy. Steve Blass. <laughs> I, I was in at an event with him. This probably going to be five or six years ago. Two hole in ones that in the a, same round. That is amazing. And he's like in his life, I think he's like four or something oh, like yeah. that. It's ridiculous. But two in the same day in the same event. How about that life? Pitch a, pitch that's, a, that's Steve Blass. Pitch a, a, a four-hitter in a Game 7 of a World Series. Yeah. And have a couple holes in one. Yeah. Not a bad life. we got to get Steve on the show. Oh. That's he, a two-hour. That's a two-parter. He's pretty handy. That's a two-part show that with Steve. Yeah. He's, now, how are you? You're a pretty good golfer, I know. Decent. I golfed with you a few times. A long, long time ago. It was a while ago. I, but I thought yeah. you can bring it. Yeah, you, you, got, you got technique. My better days are behind me, but I've... I've had some moments. Larry's the best. Larry, we're in Treesdale oh. and uh, at this at the baddest thing. Larry walks in, got like these, I don't know, some kind of painter shorts or something. You can't take, I'm, I'm from the Strip. Larry's from Millville. Can't take the Millville out of the Can't take the Strip out of it. Right. He's got this plastic bag with a bunch of golf balls, tees, and I don't know what else in there. Some drinks it, and I'm like, that's like the Kraft and Ingram golf bag. <laughs> And that's he's walking around this bag the whole day. I'm like, what is that, oh. man? The Kraft and Ingram golf bag. The weird thing is, I um, you know, I golf by I hit about if I had average one twenty one thirty. Like you hitting a regular round, what would you hit? Like eighties? Right around, right around eighty. That's amazing yeah. to me. That's like tremendous. If you're not a golfer at all, let's just say yeah. the pros hit seventy. Okay, or sixty, sixty yeah, and set between sixty yeah. and seventy. So if you're at eighty, you're way above average. Um. I am like 120 to 130. Now, here's the silver lining. It's almost an aerobic workout, you think almost. about it. Because I am taking 130 swings in 18 holes. You're so you're only, getting more out of it than I am. You are only taking 80. I am actually burning more calories. Absolutely. I have a worse score, but my calories are burning. Well, you just think of it as bowling. The yes. highest score wins. I'm really bad at that, too. Are I'm, you? I'm really bad. I'm, like yeah, I'm one pretty of those, bad at bowling, too. Oh, good. Well, no, no. I'm like one of those ones where... You know, they put the score up above the thing. Yeah. You, you would think there's a 10-year-old bowling. No, oh, they don't, they, they 40... don't put the bumper lanes up for you, do you? So I, you I can't asked, throw the gutter ball? I asked. They won't do it. <laughs> but you'll see like a 43. Like, oh, it must be a 10-year-old. Oh, it must be a nice kid. And there he is, a guy in his 60s. There he is. Bowling. I'm not very good. Really? But it's fun. I mean, it I think fun. bowling's fun. Anything you could do. It's a good activity. Anything you do while you're drinking is good sport. I agree. Like golf, bowling. It works, right? Yeah, I don't venture much beyond that anymore. That's two big ones. That's two big sports. I used to do, you know, I used to do the softball thing and oh, you know, yeah. the pickup basketball thing. No, I'm done. I had one of my highlights, uh, <laughs> softball highlights, with Steve Blass, because I, you know, I idolize Steve. I mean, he's such a great guy. He oh, he's the best. Become a friend. He really is. And uh, but I don't know if you even realizes like how big he is. To, oh, he's to a, a lot deal. of us in this region, especially. Yeah. Because. Um, he won the World Series. He so sure you're a did. kid. He sure and you're did. 12 years old. You're listening on the radio, and there's Steve Blass winning Game, game seven. 7. All by know. himself. Yes. Winning, really, basically, all by himself winning that championship for us in a way. It, it's pretty cool to be around him, and he's, knows, and he's 
so gracious. He really he, he is. always makes sure he does extra things. So anyway, we're doing a charity softball thing about it's like eight, seven years ago, so Paul. And um I'm playing short and uh Steve is at second. He's I'm loving it. I can't believe it. He keeps going, yeah. Mazzinelli, Mazzinelli kept saying, I go, Oh my god, it's Steve, we gotta do a double play. That's all I want. I don't care if we win or lose. Right. I just want to do a double play, man. Sure enough, about third inning, Paul. Ball comes down in the middle to my left. I'm running hard. I get it. It comes up on one hop. Boom! I toss it like a you know the, you know the the, the the quick pro toss like kind of like look good. Steve came across like real smooth. Steve comes across, and as I threw it, I'm looking at going, oh my god, we're getting a double play. But as I do that, I my two feet kind of trip, and I'm flying in the air, and I'm like not thinking of that. I'm just watching Steve make that beautiful throw, and my wrist just goes underneath and just crumples, and I broke. My wrist in two places. But did you get two? Yes. And well the, worth it. Well worth it. But I'm standing there, and I'd never broken a bone before. I don't know if you broke one. Really, oh, I've had, I've had my share. I yeah. didn't realize how painful yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. They... And I'm standing there, and I'm like, I don't want to show. You know, I'm all, hey, they're throwing a ball around. And I'm like, ah. And he looks at me. I'm rubbing it. And he goes, are you okay? And I'm like, no. No. I go, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm buckle over. He goes, you're not okay. Ouch. Yeah, they carried me off. Kind of walked off. I don't know if you remember. At the hospital. Um, I used to come do this with you because I think it was a DVE thing. Yeah. Didn't you do the uh, the snowball softball? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that, that was a DVE yes, thing. And I was. would come play on your team. That was, was fun. It was fun. And, you know, <laughs> our, our one of our favorite weather guys, Jeff Frazella, mm-hmm. Was like a complete hothead. I'm like Jeff. We're doing a charity <laughs> softball game. He's I don't like, remember this he's like great. getting in a fight with a guy. I'm like, would you That's stop? <laughs> I, mean, I had to pull him off a guy. He was That's when I had awesome. a charity softball game. He tried to fight somebody. Oh, I love it. That's tremendous, going, man. You suck. You never get the forecast right, anyhow. You suck. Oh, he was working and we like, on the weather. Oh, what? Well, that's where it got. <laughs> I mean, after, after, it was like, you never get it right. You suck. You're no Donardo. You know, like it was kind of like, oh my god. It went beyond. <laughs> it really got ugly. Thank God you were there, and man. He, he Jeff wanted to kill him. <laughs> I'm like, this is a charity softball game. We can't do this. <laughs> my, my my favorite, I do have a great, great softball moment was, mm. it, it's, okay, first time the Pens are in the run for the cup. And Phil Bork is on the radio show every week. And Phil and I became buddies, became drinking buddies. Best. And, you know, Borky, he's, he's great. And I said, um, as the cup was just starting the playoffs, and we'd never won yet. It's the first run now. Right. And um, I said, boy, I always wanted to drink out of the cup. He's like a fantasy drink. I think he sure. goes, well, he's and I just was learning this at that time. It was early 90s. He said, he said, Jim, he said, um, you know, we get the cup each player when we win right. for like three days, whatever it is. You're in. He said, I'll, I'll bring it. You'll drink. Out of it. I go, really? He goes, yeah. So every round we talk about it. And I said, oh, I'm just closer and, to the drink. And then we win. And it's unbelievable. Remember that? Oh, win, that if was anybody just... can remember that. If you're too young, remember Look at some of the videos. Do you remember, do you remember the, parties? The, the old sports garden? Yes. That massive place. <laughs> yes. That's where I was live on won. TV because they won at Minnesota, the first one. Yes. They were on the road, and the road. I wasn't there, but mm-hmm. I was live at the Pittsburgh Sports Garden. Which would have been the place to be at oh the my, time. It, it was like it. three football fields worth of stuff. They had a full, Huge full basketball court, full boxing ring, full everything. It's like the first... Sports complex. Oh, They're around gigantic. now more, but they, they, it was like the first. Yeah, it was, it was too big. 
It was almost too. It was, it was too big. It, it was, was I'm sure it was like a thousand over a thousand people. Oh, there. It, no, maybe maybe four or five. That it was crazy. I'm serious. It was insane. Now, I remember. You're right, Bo. It's just never huge, how crazy man. that was. Completely insane. And a lot of shows there. Morning. Oh, shows I'm sure. I'm sure. The, so you're there, and in it's the first cup, and the city <sighs> is just melting, going crazy down. So what happens is, Bolly, that the weeks go on, and I, I feels busy. I mean, on, he's got the oh. This cup is at it's the, the greatest moment in his life. Bottom of Mario's pool. He's yeah. Taking a little in Mount up. Lebanon. Yeah. So that's the house that Ralph Sindrich <laughs> ended up buying. All good stories. Everyone oh, has a million best. stories of that first uh, cup party. Uh, it's just the party's little on the run, which was miraculous, actually, that run. But still, um, so I, f- I go, well, I forget. I think, you know, okay, maybe next one. You know, something is going to forget that. So it's like August or something, whatever. And uh, I don't have tabs on who has the cup or whatever, but plus we didn't have cell phones then. You couldn't like yeah. like text and Borky, "Where's my drink out of the cup?" Like, you just you, kind of hint yeah. about it or something. Like, right. So I'm at this softball field in Moon Township doing this charity softball game. Paul, you, you couldn't find this field if I told you now. It was like one of those ones are hidden. <laughs> you know, we all have that one. You go down oh. there by the farm. Make can't your way. miss There's it. There's no farm. There's a farm. <laughs> can't miss it. Okay, it was an El Camino on the blocks. So make a left there, <laughs> like that. Exactly. So it's, so I'm at the softball field. There's like 100, 200 people, whatever. It's a charity thing. It's cool. And we're playing the game. And, and it was a big open parking lot. Pictures outdoor, dusty and dirty and, and um, dry. You know, it's not, so all of a sudden, like in a Western, out of nowhere, you see that, that the heat and, and you see a Corvette. And it's a convertible. And there's a man in a mullet. It's, it's Borky driving the Corvette. And the dust is kicking up on each side. Like a Western. Oh, like what a moment. It's like Clint Eastwood. It was Clint Eastwood. The sun's coming. Yeah, outlaw Josie Wales. And he's flying in, and, and the dust is kicking up on these. He's got the shades on, Corvette, the whole thing. And I look over in a passenger seat in With, a seatbelt <laughs> is Lord the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Lord Stanley. It, which was beautiful. He respected it enough to put a seatbelt up. Oh, seat, have to put a seat belt, belt on, on it. Sure, absolutely. So it would save it if it hit something. So, so he drove it up. He had no time. You know, is it running? Right. Pulls it out, unbuckles, takes it out, gets a beer. He had the beer with him. Poured it in. Poured it in. I drank. He drank. We took photo. Take, gets that. Buckles it in. Takes Gotta it Got to go. That was it. Boom. Man of his word. Man of his word. Until oh. this day. One of the greatest moments of my life. That's that's fantastic. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> the fact that he, he found the field that no one else could. Yes. It was like, <laughs> I, I mean, had, think about it. That was the greatest accomplishment. He, he found word. the field. I thought that later. <laughs> At the moment, I wasn't thinking like, about Like, how did he find the field? Yes. Later, I'm like, what oh. did he do? How did he do this, man? Yeah, that was pretty That's cool. That's fantastic. That was a cool yeah. moment. I'm, now, have you got to hold the cup? I'm sure. Well, the thing that was cool, and I was still working in Channel 10 in Altoona for the mm-hmm. first two, but I went to all the games, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, we made it as, as close to being right. as Pittsburgh as we could, which yeah. was great. But the next run... Um, I was with, you know, then FSN, AT&T. So you're and, them. Think and, of it. You're and, we, think of it. and we would have, um, you know, you, you would sign up for your time with the cup. And you would, you know, we had a professional photographer. And, I mean, my kids all got their picture with the cup. I got my picture with the cup. So, that's, yeah, we, we that, that's that's living, man. That's living, that's living. man. So you don't, can't forget those things. It's I think I'm cool. still I'm still on LinkedIn. Mm. And uh, – that's my profile picture. That would, me, me in the cup. That's all you need, right. man, is you in the cup, buddy. You got any questions? It's me in the cup. There you go. <laughs> that would be my driver's license photo, me in the cup. And, and, and the coolest thing is, you know, growing up here playing hockey, which I did, mm-hmm. um, we were like a cult. 
It wasn't playing, as playing early seventies. Yeah. I played at the Monroeville Mall. Now it's a food court. Yes. So I mean, you know, and people, you play what? Mm-hmm. Like what? you play hockey? I used to go to the games. They yeah. were like thirty-five hundred. Yeah, maybe thirty-five hundred. Yeah. And it's all I would do is just go and watch watch uh, Silaps and yeah. and yell at a guy named Ron Stackhouse. Me right. and Kenny Oldansky hit someone Stackhouse. You suck. It's all we do right. the whole game. Davy Burrows. Davy I mean, Burrows. It was fun. We just watch them fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Bugsy Watson. Bugsy Watson was a great fight. <laughs> yes. So I had an opportunity. I, I, I was out uh, having lunch somewhere, and I see Jim Rutherford walk in. Oh, wow. He was still the, the GM. Okay. And he kind of looked over, and I said, I, you know, and he goes, I know, I know, I'm sorry. I, said, I went, no, I'm, I work with, you know, AT&T, <laughs> whatever. And, you know, he goes, join me for lunch. I got, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I said, the coolest thing that I ever got to do as a kid was score a goal on you. When you came out and skated with us at the Monroeville Mall. That's pretty cool, man. And he goes, Seriously, huh. Jim Rutherford. He goes, I remember that. He goes, you I did? don't remember you scoring the goal. Oh, I thought but it was I like... goes, <laughs> I remember coming out and, and putting on the pads and then skating with a bunch of young kids. I go, that was that was our team. We had we loved that. That was one of the coolest moments but, ever. Wouldn't that have been great if he said, I remember that. Yeah. I never got over it. <laughs> yeah. It just put me in therapy. And I, I went forehand to backhand yeah. and lifted Paul, I kind of fell apart after that. Yeah. I didn't know how Alexander did it. It goes over <laughs> over my mind. <laughs> I worked on my glove hand every day after. <laughs> but he was—he is honestly, of all the the you meet so many great yes, people. Yes. I mean, but he's one of the coolest people. Is he up there with Borky and Hodge and those guys? In hockey guys, there's a difference. There just is. Most, and I, yeah, I don't mean to offend any of my favorite football guys and baseball guys, but the general consensus is they're just the coolest guys. I think it's. Uh, you know, nothing like you said. It's no, no, no offense, offense to, to anybody. Else. It's they're it's just fun. It's the element of where how you come up. I mean, in that sport, it's just a different thing, man. You're, my, you're, my you're living in is, some home with a it. family in Canada. As no, you're coming up, and but think about it, I don't know. It's just different. You know, they're all down to earth in a sense. I I know I was the that, same maybe. way. We were all that way when you were in someone else's house, right? You're on your best behavior. You're respectful, and they and they. And you, you don't talk. To, you don't talk back to you know your buddy's dad. You don't talk back to your neighbors. You dad. follow structure, but you do end up being a little bit of a smartass with your own parents, right? So that's how hockey players they go when they're good. If you're right. good enough to be in the NHL, you probably at some point at 11, 12, 13 years old, you went and lived, you lived with a family was, in Canada. That's still probably pro- the it process. It probably happens. So guess what? You learn how to be respectful and nice, and yeah. it, just, it carries over. It really does. For some reason, I agree it's with you, cool. Paul. My career, you're right. Uh, hockey players are just, just down to earth in general. And they're fun. Most, and, yeah. And they're, they're fun. And they're all good golfers because they're yeah, off-season the summer. They have great hands. And off-season, great hands. Yeah, off-season is the summer. They can golf all the time. Right. They're all really good. Oh, they can kill it. They are like pros, those guys, some of those. <laughs> and, and the tougher the guy, the nicer the human. I noticed that. Like Caulfield. Jay Caulfield's nice, nice. Who's nicer than Jay Caulfield? I've never met anyone nicer. You know what the weird thing is? Never. Jay uh, and I, we'd, we'd work out everyone. Uh, Wolf, uh, Craig Wolfley is another nice guy. All oh. these guys are the most genuine, kind people. The I'm Wolf is you. the best. And uh, he had a martial arts sports complex, which I belong to. Uh, I, I remember was, when you were into that. I was a I was <laughs> you, you a, mean Mark Davis pretending to be. Yeah, I was a I was a, I was yes pretending. <laughs> I was a white belt in martial arts for four years straight. Never went up, which was a record, by the way. <laughs> no one else had no seen a else, white belt that long. No, no one saw. I, I was like, remember, like, do you ever watch Elvis videos when Elvis took karate? Oh yeah. I kind of was like that. You know. Well, you just like did you wear the jumpsuit? Yeah, I had a, I had the gi. I had the gi on. See, that's that's probably what turned me off to that whole concept. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not wearing something called a gi. I, had to, I could kick like two inches off the ground, 
It was not pretty to watch me. You never broke a board? I never broke a sweat. I'd go 10 minutes, <laughs> and Wolf would look at me, and he knew it was just here? futile. It was just no, you know. And he'd say, you know, there's a Chinese buffet up the street. They open, really? We'd go yeah. up there. Oh, we, just, we used to find lunch places. So I'd go work out for my 10 or 15, get the gi on. I'd have the whole gi on. Mm -hmm. I'd do a couple like couple I said, I was, if you ever watch a video of Elvis, go on YouTube, watch a video of Elvis as a karate guy. That was you. That was kind of me. All right. I was equal to his black belt, my white belt in, in Wolf's gym. But anyway, uh, one time, uh, <laughs> a couple times, a coffee, Jay would come in to work out. Now, he's an athlete, right? And there were, there's a bag. hit the bag. Mm -hmm. He would literally, the bag would just snap in half. He'd just kill, like he'd kill someone. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm watching him hit him like. That's crazy. And he goes, yeah, we were talking. He said, well, he does charity. He's one of those charitable people. Right. And I, they probably still have it somewhere. There was a charity hockey team. They used to do a lot of charity. Oh, yeah. I, I hooked up with them a couple times. You played, yeah. So, yeah. So Jay was on that team, and he said, and it happened to be, they just played. That's how I got to be very, very good friends with, uh, you know, Jack Lambert. Oh, Jack played. Yeah. I remember they had a lot of oh, cool They became play, very good buddies. Which is, well, I imagine. And, and he would, he would, he would leave skates. messages on Jay's phone because Jay and I would do the postgame shows together. <laughs> and he would say some very profane things. Jack Splatwood. About me. You know, really? Your little whatever, you? your little blankety, blankety, blank. He's a blankety, blankety, blank. Oh, you're the little blank. guy. Yeah, and he just gave me like a ton. And you're I would like, just, and, and I go, Jay, <laughs> call him back. Yeah. And I just go, hey, hey, Mr. Lambert, this is Paul Alexander. And he goes, yeah, you little one. I go, I just want to tell you, it's an honor to be insulted by you. I think it's the coolest thing ever that you even know who I am. Absolutely. It was cool. I was cool. thinking the same thing. And it, it made him laugh. Very nice. It made him laugh. And you meant it. It did. It was cool. <laughs> I know. He knew who I was. Just to, <laughs> right. It's Jack Splat, man. It's Jack oh. Lambert, baby. It, but but I remember somebody uh, in, in a charity game, she said, people sometimes <laughs> like to fight him. Right. They all want like, to fight Why? Him. Would they do it? And he just gave me this look like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it would be like a suicide thing. Why would you want to fight Jay Caulfield? And even on skates, <sighs> this guy's tall. Jay's tall, but on oh. skates, it'd be like a forget about and it. And his hands. Yes. His hands are like mallets. It was, it was like, funny. Jack Lambert called you like oh. that. You're like, you're like you're Jay's mini-me. You're yeah. like his mini-me. You and that little me. Paul Alexander. He oh, probably he thought. just got. But there's a, a, <laughs> another rink that may or may not still be around. Uh, out on Golden Mile Highway, yeah. out uh, like a Plum, yes. you know, Monroeville area. Mm -hmm. Jay would come at like five, six in the morning. Really? And they Work would out. set up. They, no, they would set up the heavy bag. Oh, the hit. Okay. So he could hit it on skates. Wow. So he he would skate and you know practice fighting. Isn't that amazing? That's what he did. Did he, learn how he, to. Yeah, he protected. He protected Mario, and that that was his job. He was the yes. He was the, he enforcer. Was the enforcer. He was the and enforcer. He was very good at it, and he scored a couple of goals. He was a good. Yeah, he could do it all. He and he, he he was a star in sudden death. An all round great guy. <laughs> That's now. I'm still kind of cool. I'm, I just like in awe of you that Jack Lambert and your name. It's really big. How do you think I feel? You know. That's really like crowning, interesting. That's, that's a crowning moment. If you called him now, you think he'd remember you? Probably not. Maybe you could say you're little. The, it's the yeah, little, hey, it's the little. Uh, the little a-hole or whatever yeah. you call oh, you. Oh, no, it was a lot worse than that. Oh, really? Oh, my, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. No, okay. So you'd have to say something, to, you know, it's a little whatever. We'd right. think of a real vile name. Pretty Maybe nasty. he'd remember if we get a nasty enough name. He'll he go, might. Oh, God, Paul. He might. Do you think he'd say, oh, God, Paul, how are you? He's like the, that. Jay, Jay has, <laughs> uh, say like that? He has an amazing uh, <laughs> Christmas party every year, and uh, Jack used to come. 
See, but uh, he that's pretty cool. But he would have a, a ball cap on mm-hmm. and just sit, like you know. Yeah, just quietly sit there, and that's it. Not a real social guy. I heard he wasn't really bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be funny if he was. I mean, it would you know, like, could you imagine Jack? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I brought punch. <laughs> I have the greatest cupcakes. Oh, my recipe. Yeah, I can imagine that's him doing not, that. That's not Jack. <laughs> Watch, I'll make you laugh. I'll take my teeth out. Look, boo. Pumpkin. I, I can't imagine that. But, you know, did he, did he, was he really a ranger or something? Yeah. Okay, that was for real. Because that, I just want to say 15 that, years worth. Because anyone listening to the podcast knows that as a moment you mention Jack Lambert in any bar or social place, you will have a person in the corner, whoever is in the earshot, will say, because they have to say it, it's like a religion, hey, you know, he's a ranger yeah. out in the woods. Exactly. So I just was wondering <laughs> like, if like it was they sure. Knew something. Like they you know. That's like a thing. No, he's he a was. ranger out there in the woods, which is perfect for him. Yeah, well, just get him as far away from people as you can. And it would scare me if he walked up and said, you should show up. Got a rabbit. You got a license. You little that. Paul Alexander, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that animal's oh. not in season or something. I don't know, whatever. He, he took say, great pleasure. It would scare me. He did take great pleasure, though, just scaring calling me names. And scaring, you know, calling you names? <laughs> he probably would sit there with a thesaurus. He doesn't know. Figuring out names to call you. Thinking, I can, I'm going to call him this this week. He tells his wife, honey, I'm going to call Paul this this week. This is going to shock he, him. Uh, That's awesome, though. When he was a rookie, um, yeah. the guys uh, would, uh, back in the day, they had the, the lockers, and then on top, right. they put their helmets on top of the locker. Yeah. Most of the guys would turn the helmet upside down because then you just you know pull yeah, off put and on. put it on. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Andy Russell and a couple other guys. I'm probably getting this wrong, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, they had filled Jack's helmet oh, with water. Why would you do that? And he found out. <laughs> he found out. He you know he <laughs> he just puts afraid. it on like you know one of these goes about his business practice. <laughs> I think he asked Noel if he could leave practice a little bit early. <laughs> so he goes to the locker room and he he had a good idea of who who had done it. Okay. So he got a garbage can and. <laughs> Put all of their stuff, all oh, of their belongings, into the garbage can. <laughs> he got them back and took it outside and set it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> wow! They didn't. Wow! They, they didn't mess with Jack he anymore after the, that. <laughs> that was when he was a rookie. Took the little water gig to took the it, next level. Just filled it up. <laughs> he went. Out. He went bang to the tenth yeah. level. He did not lit it on fire. Uh huh. Oh, you don't mess with him. Well, you remember when, when the, who, who was mocking, it was one of the Cowboys mocking uh, Roy Jarella for missing a field goal. Hollywood Henderson, I think. It might have been. Jack Manavs. Right That's now. right. Or That's was, who was Jack it Cliff Harris or Hollywood? I can't remember. One of the two. One of those guys. One of the two. And he threw him down. Hollywood Henderson's favorite line. Who's Cliff Harris? I'm not, saying, I'm not saying Terry Bradshaw's not smart, yeah. but he couldn't spell cat if you spotted him in the C that, and the and, A. And that was in the day when you said that, man. People were, That was like the biggest story for a long that time. That was huge. That was like serious you know, talk. That probably fueled us to win that Super Bowl. In and it was probably close to being true. It was probably <laughs> Terry would laugh. At him. I'm sure Terry oh. would. Then he took that whole. He knew, oh. He's one of the smartest people in the world. He he's making a zillion dollars off of uh, just bourbon. knowing how to brand himself. And now he's bourbon. I believe that's his thing now. It's bourbon. a reality show, Bourbon. He's like 70 some. He must be 70s. Mid 70s. Mid 70s. He's yeah. still bringing it, still in the mainstream, still right. working. He took it, you know, he's making 20 times what he made oh as a gosh. superstar football player, which is kind of amazing when you it's think about cool. that. It's pretty you know, cool. It's funny that in that era, certain people were just so scared. Like Joe, uh, Joe Green was like the greatest to me. He's like, uh, that. Joe Green was amazing to watch. I mean, I, I thought he was just dominating oh, he as a was. kid. I mean, it's like I remember that Super Bowl against Minnesota. It was like 
and I'm sorry, I think he's getting more more like publicity for, for that game. I remember it was just oh. the most dominant thing I've ever seen, Joe Green. But anyway, he had this, this image. He's really a genuinely nice guy, but, but he's got that, that look as Joe Green, right? Oh. And uh, so fortunate, I was fortunate to meet him several times and things. And, and Rocky Blair is one of the nicest human oh, beings. Also, I saw him at Bettis' best. thing. Another guy, one of those people you meet. He is. Just genuinely kind, good people. And Rocky's so nice and so giving and sharing. Uh, he let me wear his rings once and put his four rings on, took a photo. It was kind of cool, and Joe Green was there. And so I took the ring, put it. And Rocky's rings at that time, maybe a year or two earlier, were stolen or something like that. Yeah. Something stolen. And I don't know why I said this. It was stupid. But I said, hey, hey, Joe, is your ring, did anyone ever steal your rings? And he just gave me a look like, you what do you me? think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Sir, you, seriously? You, yeah, you're right. He gave me a look. What like, do you think? No. No, I don't think so, and I think it was a stupid question. I'll never, I'll redact that. He's, he's a bad I'll man. Retract that, please. Bad please man. Please don't stare at me. He's well, he's yeah. Don't mess with Joe, man. man ever, even now, he's the greatest. Mm-mm. So, so we switch gears a little because it's October, and when this is released, there'll be a, uh, probably a week or so before Halloween, Halloween. which is a, a, a fun holiday. Pittsburghers love Halloween. Our Halloween cards selling well. Our Yenzer card uh, and Giant Eagle and Hallmark, so that's fantastic. It's a big thing, Halloween. But, but do you send bring, cards for Halloween? I, I don't. now you I, do because I, you make. I, them. I do now. I write them, <laughs> and make them yeah, with, with Robin and, and Dick and Larry. But you know, it's funny. Uh, people like I guess I give them at parties. Make sure sense. You get them in here. Thanks for the party, whatever. Right. Uh, but we were talking about ghosts, and you know, everyone gets into like the, you'd be watching all the movies and mm-hmm. Conjuring and all the, mm-hmm. <laughs> everything that's going on, and. Uh, you brought something up that was interesting because um, I had this guy on his podcast years ago. He's a real nice guy, but there's a book out. And I, I've talked about this book all the time. It's a great book. It's really interesting. I, I could see it as a movie one day, actually. I, it has to be. It's kind of like an Amityville. It really is. It's mm-hmm. The Demon on Brownsville Road. Oh, my gosh. Go on Kindle and get that book. It's called The Demon on Brownsville Road. Bob Cranmer. But, yeah. but Paul and I were talking about it off the air. I just wanted to bring some of the conversation on the air. Oh, sure. It's fascinating, oh, isn't it? it, it it's It's frightening. It's frightening. It's frightening. It's, it's strange. And it all happened. Could you it st- all happened. I remember I was in like seventh grade, yeah. and I, I just loved to read. I remember mm-hmm. I read The Godfather. Uh, wow. Fascinating. Couldn't wow, put it down. seventh grade. Couldn't put it down. That's so cool. And I read The Exorcist. Oh, my God. And it scared the living you-know-what out of me. Yeah. And yeah. when I was, you know, I, I talked to Bob Kramer several times <laughs> uh, in different media outlets right. or whatever. And what happened at his place was freaky. I mean, just describe some for the people. If you, some well, of just you know, a lot of a lot of demons, a lot of demons. They they don't want people at their place. They they want to be left alone. And I a, guess. And a Pittsburgh demon. And they get out of my house. Get out of my house. Get out Ain't <laughs> got no pierogies. Get out. Get out. But, so. but just you know, doing all sorts of crazy things. And it, I just kept thinking the you know I watched Amityville Horror. A it's like that. It's, it's kind of scary like, like that. that. Just like that. It's not like playful stuff. No, it is downright exorcist-like. It's, it's very It's demonic dark. and cruel and evil. And the thing I think that a lot of us fail to recognize or be okay with is if you believe in good and you believe in God, mm-hmm. you have to understand there's there the exact to... upper, the other side. There's right. the opposite to that. And we could talk about things that happen or miracle things and things sure. from God. We They're fantastic. In. So there has to be some sort of darkness. Oh, there's a lot of darkness. Right? There's, there's people that are follow that or like that or choose that. It's freedom of choice. And so you're right. And you know the funny thing about that? I it, there's, a, there's a show called, I guess you can go on YouTube or on Amazon and get it. 
is a series called A Haunting. And they actually did an episode where they reenact like what happened. They did They uh, did the Brownsville one? Yes. Ah. It was tremendous. And I, I as I said, I read the book but I didn't catch until I don't know why, but in the documentary I caught that the priest that was the exorcist was Father Mike from St. Paul's. And the funny thing is, boy, I go to St. Paul's on the south side. It's a great monastery, and they do retreat there. And I go there every couple of years to do. It's a three-day retreat. Nice. You go and pray. It's cool. I grew up Catholic. You know, you don't have to be Catholic to be the retreat. It's all denominated, but but it's just kind of a relaxing thing. Meditate and pray. Well, anyway, um, after I see the documentary that Father Mike was the exorcist for a house, it's about two months later. I'm at the retreat. And I said, is, is Father Mike here? And I said, well, he's retired, but he stays here. Yeah, he's here sometimes on the road. But day later, probably not making it. At lunchtime, we have this like, little buffet thing. I'm not kidding. At my table, randomly. It's Father there Mike. He he's right there. Wow. And he was open about it. And it's the coolest thing. I said, Father Mike. I said, demon on Brownsville World. He went, oh, yeah, like that. And uh, I said, you were the exorcist? He goes, yep. Damn. I go, are you still the exorcist? He goes, Nope. And he quote, goes, nah, I'm retired from Exorcist. Save a new one. He goes, it's a young man's game. It's a young man's huh? game. Exorcism's <laughs> a young man's it's game. It's a young man's game. You, huh. It takes a lot of energy <laughs> so to be like an exorcist. The, like a certain, you know? a certain monastery had a really, yeah. we had a really good draft this year. We, we got a couple of great exorcists coming in. Infusing. These guys are top notch. They've yeah. taken out some demons and some, we had one guy from Haiti. We're he infusing. took out some demons in <laughs> Haiti and we brought him in. His English isn't good, but man, he can, he can slay a demon. He brings it. He because, can he can slay a demon sideline to sideline. <laughs> he has no fear. No fear. He'll go he'll go sideline to sideline <laughs> to get that demon. Sees the whole house. <laughs> he's he's ready Vision. for anything. Check, Nothing scares check, him. Checkdowns are amazing. <laughs> he, he yeah, it's like well he said he said it's <laughs> he a lot of energy. Yeah, you got to expel. Oof. And I thought you probably would have to do a lot of a lot of fighting going on in a way you know spiritually and all that. But anyway, so we're I talked to him about it and I, and I got to tell you. Father Chills, Mike right? would not lie. He wouldn't no. say anything. And you ever talk to someone when they're, they're speaking to you like matter of fact? Like, you know, don't care if you believe it. Like, this is this is what happened. Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. That's how he, you know, it's like, so he said, what, what happened? He goes, he didn't tell me all the details. He said, well, you know, walked in, was uh, did a mass in the house, which you have to go through a lot. You just yeah. can't just do a mass. And he, he thought it would, you know, ease... Bob's, you know, at first he think he says most of the time, Jim, he said it, it's usually a pipe or noises. Right. It's usually, he said it's rarely, by the Legit. way, a demon. It could be a goat. There are ghosts. He said it's spirits of ghosts. The usual are just yeah. more or less just passing through, but it's not mean. It's not like that. He said rarely has he found, ran into something like that. He said stuff was being thrown at him, like off the, you know, like boom, coming out like that. He had to leave the first day and they come back and it took him about a year to do it, but Gift, I knew it took a period of time. About a year, he said. But but the thing is, though, so it was wow. flying off the – things were flying. This guy would not lie. So I am no. all in, all in that that yeah. is the real deal. It happens, and I don't want to ever see one. I'd be so afraid. No, mm -mm. I can't even watch those shows. Did you watch The Exorcist movie? I the did. Uh, the thing that freaked me out more was the Omen trilogy. Really? Oh. Oh, I thought The Exorcist was way Cause, more. Because they well, made it, it so – you know, they, it, it took place on June 6, 1966. Ooh. That's when the, you know, you know, the Antichrist yeah. was born. Oh, okay. He rose to, you know, a very powerful position. Mm. And I remember these two Rottweilers 
that protected him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. The Omen, if you want to really be spooked, I don't know how it would play now. It probably would. I think it would still it well. hold up because it was more. There were no real special effects. You could use chihuahuas, though, instead. Yeah. I got a chihuahua, Larry. If you know, Larry. if you had, you know, maybe the uh, <laughs> Taco Bell chihuahua, that was a pretty nasty dog. reason I think Larry, my dog, my, my dog, Larry, he's a he's a mix. He's part. Did he's, you name after Larry Richard? No, he's, he's but he, but he's kind of quit. He's ha, he's half chihuahua, half demon. That's why I said. And Larry's he wears crazy. glasses. Larry does wear glasses. No, he, your glasses. dog, right? And the, yeah, Larry <laughs> Richard. There is a funny story. Uh, forgive me if I told this a couple of years ago, but because it happened about two years ago or so, whatever. But when we started doing the cards, I don't think I told you the story, Paula. But um, I don't think you knew the story, Todd. I'm not sure, but. We started the cards, and my mom listens to Larry every day. Wow. She loves Larry. Everyone loves Larry. Everybody does. And so I would talk. I'd go to see my mom on Saturday morning. We'd have coffee, and she would always talk about Larry. But she, we would start to mix up, because I had Larry the dog, so you'd mix up Larry the dog and Larry Richard. <laughs> so you'd be like, it's an talking, awesome right? You, I, was, I was walking the other day with Larry the dog or Larry, you know, Larry Richard or Larry dog, whatever, right. right, like that. And we'd, we'd laugh about it. Right. So... About six months of this goes on. We're, you know, every once in a while, I'd be, yeah, was Larry was doing this, blah, blah, Larry the dog, Larry. <laughs> which Larry? Yeah, which Larry, joking around. So to her, in her defense, I should have said, I should have said uh, doctor. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I should have said vet. Now, I am. I took Larry to the vet, Larry the dog. She's thinking I took Larry Richard to the doctor. That's what happened, because I said. Larry never goes to the vet, does he? No, but when I looked at my mom said I took Larry <laughs> to the doctor, which was a mistake. Right. She thought it was Larry Richard. Yes. Her coffee, Paul. She stopped. Like, how many times you take a friend to it? It's going to be serious. If, if you told Shelly, I'm taking Jimmy <laughs> to the doctor today. Be, what? What's going what's, on what's here? What's wrong? Right? Right. He needs somebody else to right. ride him and, like, what's going on? Like that. Right. So she's like, you took Larry to the doctor the other day? Yeah. And I'm thinking. Right. Why, like, and, why wouldn't I? It's a vet. Right. I'm just telling her. I go. Because what's wrong with him? I'm making name this up. I said, he needed a couple shots. She goes, what shots? I swear to God. I said, distemper and rabies. She was a little miffed. Bat, yeah. but not, didn't like, know. Maybe Larry got bitten by a raccoon. She had, she had no idea. She's like, why? Why rabies shot? She goes, oh. she goes, does he go out? Does he go in the woods a lot? Like she had no, And I go, yeah, sometimes. So this this became like who's on first. We're going back and forth. <laughs> and it goes to crescendo of, because I said, I said, he's okay except for one thing. Larry sometimes gets these uh, anal uh, leakage, right. these it, these it, anal bags in his. In his his in, anal it, glands. It, the glands, they yeah, fill up. Exactly. She was horrified. <laughs> it wouldn't be. And she puts her coffee down. It's like, oh, my God. What? I said, yeah, and I'm trying to ease her pain of this. Right. I'm like, no, 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 it's really benign. It's nothing big. She goes, are you kidding me? I go, no, it's nothing. The doctor showed me when it happens I, how I could reach around and squeeze them for him. <laughs> she knew you guys were close. Yeah, I know, not that close. <laughs> we, well, yeah, when it you know, like the, the old joke with the rattlesnake bite. Oh, <laughs> what the doctor's saying, you're going to yeah. die. <laughs> Larry could scoot his butt across the carpet. I wouldn't do that. Man. Or Richard, that is. But, yeah, Larry. I was asking Shelly the other day, you know, our little Murph uh, mm -hmm. every once in a while, you know, does the butt scoot. Yeah. And I'm like, I really, the, I really, I really want to start doing that. Probably feels, looks like it feels good. It looks like it's so much fun. They got to look in her eye, like, right. kind of happy. She goes, don't you do. You want to try it? I want to do a, a, a bare butt, you I know, would, scoot. I, 
let me know she won't. You, she won't have any. Let me know if you do that. I think I pulled my hamstring. I'm not sure I'm physically capable. I don't. Either. I know I can't do it. I I can barely get up out of the chair on my knee. <laughs> a butt scoot would be better, and that'd be tough to explain. But isn't it weird when the dog does the butt scoot? It is. That's very strange. Explain to somebody when you do that and hurt your knee or something and go to the doctor. How'd, how'd you, you get? How'd you do, well, you just lie. You can't tell the truth. True. You would have to lie. You'd have to take that to the grave. Yeah. There's no way you're telling. There's no way you're coming clean to any doctor. I don't care how close you are that you did the butt scoot. Yeah. I guess that'd be weird, huh? Yeah. Very strange. Bad idea. Don't come clean on that. Ever. But what if you do it? Now, if you, if you ever if you drain, drain, if like you ever drain Larry Richards' anal glands, don't ever admit to that either. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> you yeah. can never come clean that's, on that either. No, that's between me, Larry, exactly. and the doctor, man. Hey, just leave that one alone. <laughs> don't, people might not understand. Oh, man. Oh, wait. That uh, that concludes our, our <laughs> podcast. We could talk all night, man, Paul. And it's, oh, it's God bless So you. much fun. Love working with Paul, <laughs> you know, and Todd, you know. Todd, and we're, uh, we're just, buddies. And we're so, butt scooters from way back. I hope you're enjoying the podcast <laughs> as much as we're enjoying uh, doing it. It's Jim Crane, No Restrictions, with Paul Alexander. Yeah. And Todd DeFazio. It's Jim Crane, No Restrictions.